are you doing? Do you like my polka dot t-shirt? What famous film was that from that's out at the moment? The Suicide Squad. One of our favourite characters was Polka Dot. But we're not here to talk about Polka Dot, we're here to talk about Zola. Uh, Zola is the new A24 indie movie all about a Twitter thread which was uh, started by um, Isaiah Zola King. So the film is basically named after the character that, the that posted the Twitter feed. I haven't read the Twitter feed and I haven't also read the Rolling Stone article, Zola Tells All, the real story behind the greatest stripper saga ever tweeted. Now, one has to take this with a modicum of this story, the Twitter feed, the viral Twitter feed, with a modicum of caution, because although it was an absolute hit, and this is probably the first film uh, to be based on a Twitter feed, I'm sure it might be the last. The woman who posted the Twitter feed, uh, Zola herself, has admitted that some of the elements of the story have been embellished, um, fictionalised. Uh, but to be fair, this film does start with a, this film is largely or mostly based on true events, which is a great get out of jail card. I went to see it with Nadia. Um, whenever she sees this is based on a true story, she still hasn't recovered from when um, the Coen brothers did it with Fargo. And I think they did the same thing with the Fargo series. And it was like a law had been broken. It was like one of the most cardinal sins had been committed in Nadia's world that a filmmaker could actually lie when they say this is based on a true story. So this is largely based on a true story like the Twitter feed was largely based on real events. Well, it stars Taylor Page and Riley Keough, Keough, Keough uh, who is famously Elvis Presley's uh, granddaughter. Uh, I saw Riley Keough recently in uh, The Devil All The Time, the Tom Holland film, uh, and she was phenomenal. She played the partner of someone who was taking sort of strip photos of her. And so essentially this is the story of Zola, played by Taylor Page, who's a stripper in Detroit. Uh, she meets another girl called Stephanie and she's white uh, and she sort of speaks in the same sort of vernacular. Um, I know Riley Keough has been criticised for a sort of vocal equivalence of blackfacing uh, and the filmmakers and Zola, the woman who did the Twitter feed, have said you can't accuse her of that because she's essentially representing this is what the woman was like that she's representing. She spoke in the same way. You know, I'd like to say it's a road trip. It is kind of a road trip, but it's more about Stephan Stephanie uh, Riley um, ensnaring and drawing Taylor Page or Zola into this promise of stripping, making money. I mean, they're strippers. But there's a clear line, and I think what I liked about this film, there's a clear boundary between being a stripper and doing anything else. There's a clear boundary between being a stripper and being a lap dancer. And there's an even clearer line between being a stripper and being in any way, shape or form, a essentially a prostitute. Um, and so she gets drawn into Stephanie's web. Now, stylistically, this is a really interesting film, and this film is most interesting uh, around the style that it uses. It uses great graphics, it's, it's heightened sort of colours, it's very grainy, so it's sort of shot on a, it feels like it's shot on a lo-fi, low-grade sort of video. Um, so it gives it a sort of 
already faded and old look to it, or nostalgic look to it, sort of 80s, but it is an 80s. And this is very much the two female actresses film. Zola is drawn into Stephanie's world. Stephanie has a boyfriend, really brilliantly played by Nicholas Braun, who you'd probably know from Succession, plays the erstwhile cousin or nephew or whatever, who's kind of operating around the fringes and sort of is a klutz, but secretly I think is quite sharp. He's flopping around in the back of this and he essentially plays Riley Keough's um, boyfriend. A little bit unclear why he's hanging out with them because they're also hanging out with, brilliantly played by um, Coleman Domingo, a chap who we over time discover is essentially Riley Keough's character's um, pimp. Zola gets hooked into this sort of promise of a road trip, stripping, being their own bosses, you know, doing it when they want to do it, making good money and all that kind of stuff. She's, you know, she's leaving behind a loving boyfriend who, who you know, understands that she strips, but that's it. And she heads off. And then we discover quite quickly that all is not quite as it seems with Stephanie's life, Riley Keough's life. Uh, the, the chap uh, in the front of the car is her pimp and her boyfriend is this strange, curious, sort of insipid, limp personality who is in love with her and knows what she does and knows what she's gonna do later in the film, but seems spineless at the same time. So basically the long and short of it is, it transpires that um, Stephanie Riley Keough's character wants Zola to essentially partake in having sex with men uh, in hotel rooms, organized by their pimp, um, for money. And weirdly, Taylor Page, Zola, uh, finds a way of being able to make more money for Riley by charging more, uploading photos and essentially becoming a higher class hooker. And without going into the nuts and bolts of it, it's a very short film. That world is explored in graphic detail and herein lies the issue with this film. I took Nadia along to it because it's described as a, a dark comedy, a black comedy. Um, and even now, as I look back on it, there is a lightness of touch stylistically to it. The first 15 minutes soundtrack look, the way it's shot on mobile phones almost in the front of the car, looks fun. You get a lot of that in the trailer. But after 15, 20 minutes, it goes very dark, I think. And it might go dark in a sort of, to some people, in a sort of light-hearted caricaturing of men and showing men to be quite repulsive. I mean, there's lots of shots of penises, a la Naked Attraction. We know how Nadia responds to that sort of thing. There's lots of shots of them having sex with Riley Keough's character, though interestingly Zola, played by Taylor Page, never partakes in the sex. I think that's a key thing. All the way through all of this, Taylor Page's performance is absolutely phenomenal. She doesn't actually have that many lines. She's often just looking at the awfulness of what's going on with Riley and the awfulness of how Riley's pimp is dealing with things. Uh, but a lot of it is done in repose. A lot of it is done in the eyes. A lot of it is just done in her non-reactions and reactions. So she's brilliant. On the other side of the equation, Riley Keough is just phenomenal too. She's this strange, chaotic, impulsive, driven, dangerous, irresponsible, irascible, unpredictable character. And things get really dark and deep, deep and dark in this. You know, there's there's the suggestion of a really awful scene of a gangbang. Um, and they don't take the footage to the point that we were fearful they would. But at this point in the film, so as they're moving through this, Taylor Page getting more and more sort of 
you know, oh, I don't like this, yet at the same time she's found a way of making more money for them both, and obviously for their pimp. Um, Riley is just keep, keeps doing it, she's become desensitised, this is what she does. Riley's boyfriend sort of is bouncing off the walls because he knows she's doing it again. Don't really understand the purpose of him staying or being there if he knows this is happening. And then at this point where there's this sort of suggestion of a gangbang about to happen, um, it was too much for Nadia. And I actually, this is the date night that we were going on where it went wrong. And she essentially didn't watch about half an hour of the film. And, and you know, there's a lot that's good about this film, but I would have to say, I think this is not a film for the faint hearted. And this is not a film for someone, it's an 18 certificate. This is also not a film for anyone who can't cope with a really ex explicit depiction of how horrid men are. I mean, it really leaves you thinking, oh my God, what men are after, what men want. Um, there's always the suggestion of violence that you never actually get violence, violence. Um, a small narrative develops where they're in a room where this guy has, has kidnapped Riley Keough because he was a client and he's kept her. The pimp goes in with a gun. Uh, Taylor Page is there too, you know, they all go through the door and it becomes a really awful, tense standoff. Now, by this point, I couldn't really judge whether this stuff was going well because I was so distracted by Nadia with her head buried into my shoulder, not being able to watch any of it. So I felt that terrible responsibility that I'd brought her out to watch this film. And the film functioned on her, as it might do on a number of you, as something of a physical and certainly visual assault and oral assault, actually, of the ears. Um, because you could hear stuff. Although she wasn't looking, you could hear stuff. Parking that to the side, if you can. Stylistically, it's very fizzy. I'd say it's fizzy, it's very tech savvy, it's very social media savvy. You get these great moments of dialogue where they're talking in tweet speak, and uh, it's quite nice because that sort of cuts into the reality. It's a bit like in a musical when they break into song. At moments in this film, they would break into tweet language, uh, and you'd hear the doo doo tweet sound, though I've never heard the tweet sound in real life. So you'd get those little, little markers. Uh, there'd be moments where they'd talk into camera and that kind of thing. They'd get, you know, you'd have moments where like Riley Keough's character gives us her alternate take on what's going on so that she sort of can say, this isn't what it seems. I wasn't leading her astray and all that kind of stuff, which is kind of neat, but kind of doesn't happen convincingly. I felt the film came to a sudden halt, and from what I've heard, there's more of an interesting end to the Twitter feed, so I've, I've been left intrigued and wondering what was that more interesting end, why didn't they go there with the film? It's bravura. It, I tell you, a film it looked like, and it reminded me of a lot, was Florida Project, The Florida Project, and yet The Florida Project managed to do something more subtle, and in a way, in The Florida Project, she's obviously going off to sell her body for sex, um, but it didn't need to be as explicit as this film was. And I think in many regards, this film, where it was kind of riffing on everything, it lost sight of the fact that actually that whole sex scene was deeply disturbing in such a way that I think it might just alienate people from watching the rest of the film. You'd be hard pushed to say it's a, it's a bad film. It's a good film, but it's not necessarily a film I ever want to see again. It's not necessarily a film I'd recommend to most people. Um, it really disturbed Nadia, though she felt that, she, I mean, Nadia was absolutely blown away by the lead women and the guys, you know, the boyfriend, the pimp. But Riley Keough and T Taylor Page, absolutely phenomenal. I mean, you're looking at two stars of the future, though. I mean, they've both obviously, you know, they're stars now, but we're looking at two major stars of the future. I think on balance, I was a bit disappointed that it wasn't the thing the trailer promised. 
it was just a bit too much. If this was comedy about some of the things that men were doing and what was happening to these women, I would almost argue that the filmmakers must be a bit brutalised themselves to be able to think that that was funny, because it just wasn't funny. It was just horrific. It was just, just horrendous. And I was just relieved that they cut off at the point where we just thought it was going to become absolutely unbearable. Um, I did feel the burden of responsibility. My date didn't enjoy it. That distracts from your enjoyment or your ability to look at it critically. Um, but I would pre-warn many of you, if you can't deal with sex, if you can't deal with male oppression, if you can't deal with that, even though there are two powerful female performances, even though it's directed by a woman, I would avoid this film. If you can cope with all that stuff and you can appreciate the sort of fizzy, as I call it, fizzy filmmaking talent at the front of the film, and there are great moments throughout it. I mean, there are great moments, for example, where they're both putting their makeup on, um, and they're sort of in a, it reminded me of the movie Under the Skin, where they're in this sort of generic place with mirrors. It's like a studio, but you couldn't see any detail. And they're putting on their makeup, and I thought that was quite magical. And in fact, the soundtrack, I think, was by Mika Levy, who did the soundtrack to Under the Skin. So there were moments in there that reminded me uh, as they put on their makeup. I mean, I think it's an interesting meditation on what women do, and the masks they put on, and the lengths they go to, to sort of almost put armour on in order to deal with the maleness of these men. So I think it's interesting from that side. I'm, I'm sure there's a really strong feminist angle through this, but I just think they, they really, they brutalized us a bit too much in the middle there, um, and too many ugly penises in there. And there was one particular scene that I really, really liked, which was um, one of these sort of larger than life stripper women who was doing this preaching and sort of praying for kind of good men or rich men or nice men tonight and they were all kind of corralling each other and they all kind of praying and praise the Lord and all this kind of stuff and I thought that was a really powerful moment uh, and I could have done with more of that sort of stuff and I could have done just with more of Riley Keough and uh, Taylor Page because they were just sensational they were brilliant I mean I think at the end of the day this fell short because of the script and I think the script probably fell short because it was essentially based on a Twitter feed and therein lies the problem. So both its virtue, what makes it original, was also the thing that kind of meant it was a bit missing its target. I would give this 75 out of 100, 75, just to recognise the supremely brilliant cast across the board. For more film and family fun, don't forget to click the subscribe button and make sure to click the bell to never miss an update.